0: This is Jonathan Hansen. I'm the
1: president of World Ministries International, and I want to welcome you to the Warning Radio Program. Those that are watching on social media or television program, welcome. I have in the studio today, Matt Larkin. Matt Larkin, welcome back. Thank you so much. Good to be back. Well, Matt, uh, what
2: are you running for? Running for Washington State. Okay. We've got real problems here. And you talk about... A- At length. Yeah, uh, we have serious problems. Serious problems. And I've got four little children. Uh, I've got an 11 year old, an eight year old, a five year old, and a three year old. Wow. That's my passion. That's my motivation. We've got to fix some of this stuff that's getting out of
1: control. Well, I've got four daughters myself, and then I have a son, and so, uh, and then I have 13 grandchildren. So, did pretty good on that investment of (laughs) (laughs) kids to grandchildren. (laughs) But, uh, I'm concerned over their future. Sure,
2: And and you're not alone. And I hear it. As as you know, I ran for attorney general last year and I traveled all over the state talking to people. Yeah. They're scared. Yeah. They're worried. Uh, And now as I'm running for Congress, that's the the latest news. I'm running for U.S. Congress uh, and I'm talking to people too. And it hasn't gotten any better. Yeah. These things that are scaring people are, are
1: escalated. Well, I'll tell you what, Matt, as far as I'm concerned, they have a right to be scared. Sure. It seems like we are losing our freedoms. Yep. I'm talking about our constitutional
2: freedoms, our rights. Yep. And and you're not alone in feeling that way. We are. We're seeing more of a heavy hand of government every single day. And, And as of Election Day 2020, November, which was, what, five, six months ago now, things have actually gotten worse. Things haven't gotten better.
1: A lot worse. Yeah. And who would have thought it could have? I mean, uh, the gasoline pumps. I mean... Uh, Everyone
2: feels uh, the pain at the pump.
1: Instead of under $2, they're at $4. Yep. I mean, everything that President Biden, if we can call him president... Sure. Everything he has done has so far been
2: catastrophic. Yep. And no one seems to be doing anything yeah. about it. And, and on top of that, the problems that concern me the most, and as I'm talking to people, it's not just the pain that they're feeling with inflation. Uh, it, it's the rising drug abuse and the rising crime that we're seeing. Good point. Good I, point. I was on Fox News last week, actually. I had the honor of going on Fox and Friends and talking wow. about this. Good, the good. The crime epidemic that we're seeing around the country, especially in Seattle, Yeah, which is where I'm from, unfortunately now, to say I'm from
1: Seattle. But, yeah. I understand. I understand. (laughs) I mean, uh, I'm not far from Seattle, but I'm glad I'm in Snohomish County. Sure, with Adam Fortney.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so that makes me
1: safer a little bit than our governor's constant mandates that are totally unconstitutional. Uh,
2: Yeah, it's a disaster, and is I'm afraid to take my kids into the city of Seattle anymore. We moved out, thank goodness, right after we had my first son about ten years ago because uh, we couldn't take it. It was the unsafe neighborhoods. We couldn't go to the parks. There's needles and encampments and drug use in our local parks. We said, the heck with it. And we moved out of town to, to the Woodenville redmond area.
1: And, and as you said, crime is totally out of control. I mean, the mayor, it's a shame that she couldn't be an indicted for what she has done. But a love affair? A love affair with people burning down the city, rioting, uh, breaking in, and she called it a love affair? She called
2: it a summer of love. Yeah. Well, <laughs> what kind of love? No no love when people are literally getting shot in the middle of that music festival that she shot, called it. Shot, raped,
1: hijacked. Yeah. Uh, people, they had to pay if they wanted to get into the areas where
2: they live. Sure.
1: I mean, uh, I this don't... was nothing but a hundred
2: years ago in the Old West. Did you go down and see it when it was going on? I did. Yeah. And it was everything that I thought it would be. (laughs) There were checkpoints with weird, strange people watching you threateningly as you walk in and out. There were people carrying guns. Uh, I saw people harassing. One story, a little old lady drives in and these protesters surround her car as she drove into the chop zone. Um, started pounding on the hood of her car and screaming at her and she rolls down the window sobbing crying just saying i live here I just want to get home they're screaming obscenities at her and they finally let her go and as she drove away they're chasing her and throwing stuff at her and that was the reality and that was sickening to watch that it it, it, it makes you just really sad
1: sick angry to listen to what you just said sure this this little old lady should have been dealt with 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 respect and love absolutely instead of
2: they could have caused her a heart attack oh yeah and i very well thought that might happen watching that scene unfold but it but it begs the question where are our leaders through all of this yeah my opponent last time the attorney general bob ferguson was silent through all of it wow state's top law enforcement officer didn't say a word did he go on vacation i don't know he was he I mean, disappears. Is he still
1: on vacation? It seems to been a year where I don't see any law it's enforcement. A long vacation, yeah, yeah. It's a long vacation. Yeah, maybe the mayor is with him.
2: Maybe the mayor is with him. <laughs> I don't know, but it's sad, and that's what it's. Stories like this inspired me to get involved in public office and well, to wow. run because I see us losing grip on our society and on our state. And now, as I run for U.S. Congress on our country, so you're running for U.S. Congress? Yes. For what? For the 8th Congressional District. Okay, the 8th Yep, there's 10 district. districts in Washington State. I'm running for the 8th seat. The, what parts of the state make up the district you're running in? So, good question. So, it covers the eastern edge of King County, the eastern edge of Pierce County. It kind of cuts along the edge. So, um, areas like Sammamish, Issaquah, Covington, Auburn, all the way down to, to Black Diamond and Puyallup. Um, Bonnie Lake and then it it takes a sharp turn east and goes way out over the mountains so Leavenworth Wow Uh Chelan Wenatchee I'm Cleone. in those places on radio Yeah, Go ahead
1: <laughs> Hope hard. you're listening it's out good. there good
2: I hope we're going to get through to you folks out there because this these issues don't stop at King County Wow They don't wow. So it goes way far east Now I should preface this by saying they're redrawing all of the district lines right now Wow Every 10 years they redraw the whole map Okay And we're in that that ten-year cycle right now, so uh, we're getting the whole map redrawn. We don't know where the boundary lines will be, but we suspect they'll stay somewhat the same. But it doesn't matter. Washington problems are Washington problems. Crime affects everybody. Uh, and as I go back to DC to represent the Eighth District in Congress, I can make a difference on a lot of this stuff. I can. We can. We can crack down on, on criminals. We can uh, dry up the drug trade. We we, can,
1: we need to. Yeah. We need to. I mean, um, Black Lives Matter. I mean, that was that was such a farce. Uh, these are Marxists. There, it was. You, you do your background research. This was a Marxist organization, and the money went to elect uh, Democrats into power. Although some of the money seemed to go into their leaders' pockets, uh, there's been a lot of allegations against that type of fraud. But Black Lives Matter, Antifa, I mean a Marxist organization, a revolutionary organization, and the Democrats
2: standing behind all of this. I think what that fleshed out more than anything was was the hatred of law enforcement. Yeah. Pigs in a blanket. Oh yeah. And and as we burned like watched as they barricaded in the precincts in Seattle, the police precincts. Well they uh, and then burned
1: down the- cities for six months. Yeah. And then called a Peaceful protest, a disaster, when if you want to get into that, who let them in to begin with? I mean, there's a whole question about uh, the whole thing., yeah. was a setup. But uh, peaceful protest, but uh, yet they burned down, burned down cities sure, hurt people, kill people. six months. And the Democrats
2: got away with it. Sure, and and any—I mean, I got the support of law enforcement in my race last time, and we're getting the support of law enforcement now uh, because we're taking a, a hardline stance against backing the men and women in blue who are trying to protect us from this lawlessness.
1: Yeah, they don't realize that people in the the people make up law enforcement for the most part. They are good, decent people that have families. They sure. just want to protect their families and protect you and I.
2: Sure, in like any industry, any business. And I'm a lawyer, and law is no exception. There's bad actors, yeah. And, and guess what? I'm the first one to say I don't want bad lawyers tainting our profession. Yeah, and we yeah. don't want bad teachers tainting that honorable profession. And you can get into any
1: profession and see there's there's bad bad elements. And even good cop, any good
2: cop will tell you that they no. don't want bad cops. Yeah, no on the good force. cop wants a bad cop. Exactly. None. Yep. And and that's why it's so important to back these good cops because it's not an easy job. Tell me about your background. Sure, so my background I'm I'm a lifelong Washingtonian. I've lived in Washington state my whole life. In fact, my family homesteaded here. Back before it was even a state. So we have deep, deep roots here in Washington. Good. Uh, Went to Gonzaga for law school. I went past law school and got a master's of law at George Washington Law School. Uh, And then I was a uh, presidential speechwriter. And I was an attorney in President Bush's speechwriting office. Wow. So I did that for the entire last year of his administration. Uh, which was an honor to serve my president that yeah, way. Yeah, And when his term ended, my job ended. And <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Obama was getting sworn in a mile away, and it, we were moving our stuff out of our offices. It was very wow. surreal time to be in the nation's capital. Uh, but we moved back to Seattle. I met my wife at the White House, and we got married and moved back to Seattle, where we're raising our four little kids. And I took a job as a prosecutor for a bit in Pierce County, before I was called to our family business. So we have a a third-generation manufacturing company based in Bothell. We make Waterworks Pipeline products and stuff that that brings clean drinking water to places all over the world, and we're proud of that. That's good. That's wonderful. Yeah. What issues, Matt, will you focus on? My issues are not going to deviate in my race for Congress. Uh, They're not going to be any different than the issues I tackled for Attorney General. We need to do something about the crime. We need to do something about the drug use and the homeless problem. Uh, And all of these issues are solvable. That's the good news. We can actually fix these problems. But no one's willing to roll up their sleeves and do it. No one wants to tackle them. Uh, And those are the issues I'm going to focus on. But we've got other problems now, too, I've got to deal with as as a congressional candidate. We've got to do something about the out-of-control taxing and spending. got to do something about inflation. And, and an issue that's personal to my wife and I, as we raise our four little kids, how we've got to do something about the indoctrination of our kids in schools. Yeah. Th- now
1: there you go. The indoctrination, and that's what they're doing. Sure. Uh, they're not. They're not focused on learning anymore. They're focused on brainwashing, indoctrinating, like they did in in Germany, the Nazis. They're they're focused on indoctrinating them on their alternate lifestyles against judeo-christian values and beliefs it
2: used to be just in college it was the universities and we all rolled our eyes and said the higher because of the professors yep and now it's seeping down to my kindergartner and my third grader and my sixth grader i know and it scares me to death they're teaching them pure racism they're teaching them to hate they're teaching them division guess what they're not teaching them math science yeah honesty morality handwriting Morality, well,
1: sure. Uh, unless you believe uh, that uh, <laughs> God made a mistake with Adam and Eve and he made uh, 37 other genders that the Democrats created, how mad? <laughs> I mean, that's
2: what they're well, teaching. Do, sure, it has no place in the elementary school program. Oh, and I want my kids to learn basics of education. We don't need a social experiment going on in our school system right now.
1: Even a couple
2: years ago, a
1: person married a building.
2: Married a what? A building. A building. I had never heard
1: that. Yeah. Well, I've got an article on it. I did okay. it several years ago. And uh, this is crazy what's going on. It, it goes beyond common sense. I mean, some around the world, they're laughing at us, Matt. At, at things that are just beyond common sense like how in the world can you wake up and say well today I'm a, I'm a girl or today I'm a boy and, and now you can go into that restroom they are laughing at us
2: common sense seems to be taking a backseat and that's the problem yeah and we pulled our kids out of school last year to homeschool them this year just to kind of get get our wits about us there was the mask requirements and there was all sorts of things going on we didn't want the inconsistency of starting and stopping school every couple of weeks uh, and it was a great year as a family. We homeschooled the kids. I've got more gray hair because of it. But next year, we're putting them in a private Christian school. And, and that's what I think is happening to a lot of families who are sick of the education system the way it is right now.
1: That's right. When, years ago, when I, went, when I was first in kindergarten and first grade, we didn't need a Christian school because they taught us from the Bible to read and write. They taught us Judeo-Christian values and morality I mean, uh, and you know, the Andy Griffith show uh, was basically what it was all about, teaching right and wrong. Mm-hmm. And uh, we said the Pledge of Allegiance, but then uh, that went away. And, and it, now everything is a, an attack on God, on, on our values, on our beliefs. Yeah. And so, but in the beginning, public school was Christian school. That's how far away we've gone. Yeah. From our, from our
2: values. Sure. We've come a long way. We've come a long way. Why is your race important? Well, it's important in a lot of ways. And then people always say, oh, I'd love to help you, but I don't live in that district. And my reaction is is the same for every single person. I say, look, we're Republicans. are five seats from taking back the House of Representatives. Wow. Five. It hangs on a thread. That's the slimmest margin since World War II. Isn't that something? This seat, my district, the Washington 8th District, uh, is a key piece of that five-seat puzzle. It's a swing district. Republicans held it for 30 years. We lost it two years ago. We haven't gotten it back. So if we can win back this seat, we are one of those five seats that can take back the House and stop Nancy Pelosi. Isn't that something? And if we can take back the House, we can stop the train wreck that's the Biden administration right now. So it's very, very important, whether you live in the district or not, this is a swing seat, and this is one we can win.
1: Well, I've... I'd love it that you not only stop her, I'd love it if you arrest her,
2: <laughs> impeach her. Well, that's a whole nother Another bag of... Yeah. But yeah, a, I'd love that to happen. Well, we'll start by kicking her out of a job. How about that? Hey, that, that's a good start. <laughs> that's a good, that's start. a good start. And a good start. And again, you know, this is a key key seat it's 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 a top target i was in washington dc last week meeting with leadership back there they're focusing on this district my district the eighth specifically is that something they're they're salivating over it they think they can win they didn't invest heavily in it last time in 2020 but they met me they're excited about my candidacy and they're promising to invest heavily in it this cycle they want to win this seat back and so do i well i want you to why is your race important because we we've, we've got to make some of these changes these it's for everything you just said for everything i just said I get sick of saying it, and you probably get sick of hearing it. This is the most important election of our lifetime, of our generation. And frankly, this truly is. Yeah. It, because every time we say it, it's because at
1: that point it is, but it keeps getting worse. Yeah, you keep thinking we've we, bottomed out. We've got to stop and this train wreck. And we keep going wreck. lower
2: and lower and yeah, lower.
1: We've got to stop this train wreck.
2: And that's why I'm in it. And you know what? After my last election ended in November, we had a lot of family conversations. My wife and I, the kids, what do we want to do next? What's next for our family? And we had friends moving to Idaho, friends moving to Texas, Tennessee, Arizona—you name it. We've lost friends to all the other yeah, red states. I, so, so have I. Okay, you're not alone. And we thought, what's next for us? Yeah. Do we pack up and leave? Do we? Do I go back to my family business and just ignore what's going on in the world and take the easy path? Frankly, because it'd be a lot easier than what I'm doing. Until until we lose America. Until we lose America, then you don't have your family business. Sure. A really good point. And we took a family vote, and my kids unanimously, all four of them said, Dad, we want you to keep fighting for us. That's mm-hmm. wonderful. Can Republicans win again in Washington state? Yes. And here's the good news I mean, the big takeaway I want from this conversation is to be that we can win again in the right race in the right year. Uh, guess what? I won the 8th congressional district in my race for attorney general. I won it with over 51% of the vote. Wow. In a tough year. 2020 was a tough year for Republicans. And the eighth congressional, just to paint a picture for you, Donald Trump got 48, 45% of the vote. You got 45%, I got over 51%. Wow. So we outperformed the president in the district. We wow. outperformed the Republican nominee in the district who got 48%. Uh, and we did really, really well. So we, in 2022, will be a much better year than 2020 was. So we can win again in this state. We have the right messaging. We have the right momentum. uh, And every president loses seats in the House without exception uh, in his first midterm election. And this is not going to be an exception.
1: You know, Matt, you ran for attorney general this past year. How did you do in the
2: district you're running in? Well, I did really well. And And our message was what carried us there. People are concerned about crime, homelessness, drugs. These things cross party lines they do the soccer mom democrats who can't take their kids to the parks the grandparents who don't want to take their kids in to get ice cream in main street Um, the cars that are getting broken into on your block for for street crime to pay for drug habits these are things that are affecting people it's finally gotten out of seattle the genie has left the seattle bottle uh and it's spreading out of king county wow people are sick of it wow that's good yeah. Should people who don't live in the district you're running in care about this race? Absolutely. Uh, and like I said earlier, this race isn't just confined to helping the people of the 8th. This is a seat and a race that can take back the House uh, and change the entire course of American history. If we hold the House, we can block all of the craziness coming out of the Biden White House. We can. Good. The House Good. will control the purse strings. We can. Other than his executive orders. Other than executive orders. but But... It's a a huge piece of the
1: puzzle. Yeah, it's a big plus. We need to do that. Yeah. We need to do that. Running for office, I know, is hard work. What keeps you motivated?
2: Uh, You know, my wife reminds me every day (laughs) (laughs) that my motivation is my four little kids. There you go. Every day, she says, look at those four little ones. That's why you're doing this. Wow. Uh, And if that doesn't fire you up as a father nothing, nothing will. will yeah I see their future and I see it dissolving in front of their eyes uh, Yeah, and we live in a beautiful state we do we live in a beautiful we beautiful do. place we do. and I'm proud to be from Washington State but I want my four kids to have that same pride and that same joy of being from Washington that I had
1: and yeah. we're not headed there
2: right now yeah I mean, Seattle,
1: it used to be fun. I've lived all over the world, but when we flew back and when we visited Seattle, and now I I live in Washington State, and I used to like going to Seattle, the waterfront. Yeah. But now you're afraid to go into places of Seattle. Sure. Yeah. Because it's so lawless. Yeah. And Boeing and others are leaving. I mean, the mayor and the
2: Socialistic City Council have done a job on
1: chasing away businesses.
2: Oh, yeah. And I talked to business owners at nauseum last cycle about what their issues are, their problems. They said it's crime. Crime, crime, crime. We can't not do business here. We cannot afford to do business here insurance policies are through the roof no one will insure us because our windows get broken every two weeks uh, our cash register gets destroyed every month and the mayor calls it a love fest and the mayor calls it a love fest but it used to be fun and as a Seattle guy who grew up there it used to be a, a point of pride I would say it proudly look I'm from Seattle yeah it was yeah. a beautiful place and it we used had coffee to be known and as and we had a beautiful had music, city and we had sports yes uh, and now when I say it I can almost predict the reaction oh you're from Seattle. What's that like out there? How's that going? And their look on their face is telling me that they think my house is burning down right now.
1: Well, there's been times that uh, you could go through Seattle and block after block, uh, it's barricaded. Oh yeah, and, and and plywood on on the on the glasses. Yep. You know the
2: windows. Yep. It's still it it looks like a war changed. zone. It hasn't changed, and I'm hesitant to take my kids down there anymore, oh, even so just to see a Mariners game. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I got you. I got yeah. you. I got a wife and a little boy, and I'm a, I'm concerned, too. Yeah. It's, I mean, what are you
2: going to run into? What are they going to see? And, and is anybody going to protect you, or, or uh, everyone's afraid? Well, and that's the other aspect of it, and that's why I was on Fox News last week. I was talking about the police uh, exodus from the Seattle Police Department. And, there which hemorrhaging a major cops. problem. Big time. Big time. So there's no one to protect you even if you do get assaulted in Seattle. And they're afraid to try. And if they did, then yeah. it's not going to get prosecuted yeah, they're anyway. They're afraid the many times to try. Yeah. Oh yeah. And it's, I don't blame them. Yeah.
1: Why should people care about your race
2: in particular? Because it affects them. Uh, if you have kids, if you have grandkids, if you have nieces or nephews, the issues I'm running on are directly pertaining to you. Uh, I want you to be... And, and by the way, I these issues are not Seattle-centric. I talk to people in Yakima, Wenatchee, Spokane, Walla Walla, Bellingham to Vancouver. People are seeing the same problems rippling around the entire state. They're seeing homeless encampment. 22,000 homeless people are sleeping on our streets in Washington every night. Seattle has the highest per capita homeless problem in the country. Third highest non-per capita after New York and L.A. That's a disaster. We're above San Francisco by leaps and bounds. Pat ourselves on the back. You're right. Never thought that'd be a congratulatory moment. We're doing worse than San Francisco. Isn't that something? Yeah. Jay Inslee, great job. But what's interesting, my opponent, uh, who I'm running against for Congress, she votes with San Francisco liberal Nancy Pelosi 100% of the time. Isn't that something? Yeah, she votes with AOC 93% of the time. She's not a representative of a swing district like this. Not at all. Not at all. You're a strong Christian, Matt. Yeah, I am. What are you running for again? U.S. Congress. In the
1: 8th. In the 8th Congressional District, yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, you've heard his testimony. I believe in Matt Larkin. I'll help him as much as I can every time he needs to come on the air because I believe in who he is. I believe in his his values, his beliefs. I, I know he's serious about our Lord and Savior. And uh, we need to get the right people if we want to save America. So, Matt, thank you for being on the program today. Thank you so much for having me. It's always a pleasure. May God bless you. And ladies and gentlemen, once again, tune in to the Warning Radio television program. God bless you.